It was more than a year ago that the Knights of the Blood earned their reputation as the strongest guild in Aincrad. Tales spread throughout the populace of the Man of Legend, who led the guild and its vice commander, Asuna the Flash. Now, her level much higher and her skill with the rapier at its peak, I was getting a front row view of Asuna fighting a monster one on one for the very first time. We were in the center of a long corridor, flanked by rows of pillars near the top of the 74th floor labyrinth. The enemy was a skeletal warrior known as a demonic servant. It stood nearly seven feet tall, wreathed in an eerie blue light, a long sword in its right hand and a circular metal shield in its left. Despite the absence of any kind of muscle, it was a powerful foe that struck hard, and yet Asuna stood her ground, unafraid. It unleashed a bizarre guttural cry and swung the sword downward repeatedly, trailing blue light. Vertical square, a four-part combo. I stood a few steps back from the action, watching restlessly, but Asuna neatly sidestepped each of the blows in turn. Just because it was a two-on-one battle didn't mean that we could simply gang up on the enemy together. It was possible, of course, but when you had two people unleashing blindingly fast skills, it was more likely that you'd end up accidentally sabotaging each other's attacks. That's where the switching tactic came into play for parties. After Asuna avoided the last and largest of the demonic servant's four attacks, it was left slightly off balance. Asuna didn't miss her opportunity to counterattack. She thrust her flashing rapier several times at its midsection. Every one of them struck true, shortening the skeleton's HP bar. Each individual thrust did only minor damage, but the frequency was relentless. After a three-part mid-level thrust combo, the skeleton was about to recover and guard, but Asuna spun around and slashed at its legs. She tore diagonally upward and connected powerfully on two more thrusts up high, her blade spraying white light. It was an eight-part combination named Star Splash, if I recalled correctly. Rapiers and their thrusting strength weren't the best against skeletons, but her skill in connecting with the enemy each and every time was considerable. The sheer beauty of it all had me completely entranced to say nothing of its power in knocking out a third of the skeleton's health. This was a true sword dance. Kirito, time to switch! Asuna jolted me out of my reverie, shouting as though she had eyes in the back of her head. Yeah! I hurriedly readied my sword as she unleashed a powerful single strike. The tip struck the skeleton's shield with a gaudy shower of sparks. This was part of the plan, though. An enemy that blocks a heavy blow is left immobile for an instant and cannot attack right away. Asuna was frozen by the clash as well, of course, but it was the pause that we wanted. I charged in front of the enemy in her place. The switch tactic was an intentional use of a breakpoint in mid-combat to allow an ally to step in. I glanced at Asuna out of the corner of my eye to ensure that she'd retreated to an adequate distance, and then I leaped at the enemy. Asuna was a true expert of the game and could hold her own, but in most cases, slashing attacks were far preferable to thrusts against skeletal foes like the Demonic Servant. All those skinny bones weren't easy to hit with jabs. Bludgeoning weapons like maces were best of all, but I didn't think either of us had learned that skill. Unlike the enemy's ill-fated attempt, my vertical square hit right on the money all four times, 
huge chunks flying off its HP bar. The skeleton was slow to react. The monster AI in Sword Art Online did not handle sudden changes in attack tactics very well. The day before, it had taken long minutes coaxing the lizard man's AI to allow me to recreate this effect, but with a partner. One switch is all it takes. This is one of the greater advantages of adventuring with a party. I parried the foe's attack with my blade and initiated a powerful skill that would finish the battle. I slashed hard downward and right, then flicked my wrist backward like a golf swing, spinning the sword through the same trajectory in reverse. Each time the blade edge struck bone, it made a percussive chunk and spilled orange beams of light. The skeleton tried to raise its shield to block a high swipe, but I caught it by surprise with a left shoulder body blow. It faltered backwards, helpless to stop my horizontal right slash. Another shoulder, this time the right. Tackling the foe to keep him from maintaining balance was a rare strategy, and Meteor Break was a combo skill that required martial arts proficiency to learn. This string of attacks had wiped out most of the enemy's health. It was nearly defeated. I put all of my strength into the high horizontal slash that finished the seven-hit combination. The sword left a trail of light in its wake as it struck true, deep beneath the skeleton's lower jaw. With a dry crack, the skull flew off, and the rest of the body clattered into a lifeless pile of bones like a puppet with its strings cut. Nice job! Asuna smacked me on the back as I put away my sword. We hurried onward, saving the distribution of spoils for later. This was our fourth monster encounter inside the labyrinth, and we'd barely taken any damage at all. I preferred to string together massive blows, while Asuna specialized in quicker, varied combinations. When it came to seizing the advantage by overloading the enemy AI, not in sheer compu computational power, of course, but within the limits of the game's programmed algorithms, our two styles were actually quite complementary. It seemed as though our levels were close as well. We carefully proceeded down the long, pillared hallway. Thanks to my search skill, there was little fear of ambush, but I couldn't help but pay attention to the footsteps echoing off the hard stone walls. There was no direct source of light within the labyrinth, but the surroundings were bathed in a mysterious bluish glow that provided us with visibility. I carefully scanned the hallway, watching for signs of danger. The lower portions of the tower were made of that dusky red sandstone, but as we climbed higher, the material gradually shifted to a type of stone with green highlights, as though the walls were running with moisture. The pillars were finely etched with eerie images, and their bases were submerged in a lower canal. All in all, the decorative detail of the dungeon was growing finer and denser. There was little blank space left on the map. If my hunch was right, we were nearly there. At the end of the hallway stood large, gray-blue double doors. They were covered with the same creepy reliefs of monsters as the pillars. It was all digital data, of course, but I couldn't help but feel an eerie, unnatural evil emanating from it. We stopped in front of the door and looked at each other. Is it just me, or is this... Yeah, I agree. 
This must be the boss's lair. Asuna grabbed the sleeve of my coat. What should we do? Just take a quick look inside? The words were confident, but her voice carried an anxious tone. Even the most powerful warrior would be fearful in this situation. I didn't blame her. I was scared too. Remember, the boss monster never steps outside its lair. I'm guessing that if we just open the door and look, we'll be fine. I trailed off uncertainly. She looked exasperated. Keep a teleportation item on hand, just in case. Okay. She nodded and pulled a blue crystal out of the pocket of her skirt. I readied one of my own. Ready? Here goes. Asuna hanging on my right arm. I placed my left hand against the door, clutching the escape crystal. If this had been happening in real life, my palm would be slick with sweat. I pushed slowly, and the door gave way with a surprising ease, for being nearly twice my height. Once put into motion, both doors opened simultaneously with almost alarming speed. As Asuna and I held our breath, they reached full extension with a heavy thud, exposing the contents of the room. Which, at this point, there was nothing to be seen but sheer darkness. The light that filled the hallway apparently did not extend into the chamber beyond. It was a thick blackness, brimming with cold, and no amount of squinting revealed any details. Just as I was about to open my mouth, two pale blue flames softly popped into existence along the floor, just past the doorway. We both jumped despite ourselves. Soon after, another two flames appeared, a bit further away, then another pair, and another. The flames sounded off consecutively, picking up speed as they created a path straight for the center of the chamber. Finally, a much larger flame burst into life, lighting the contours of the long, rectangular room in a blue haze. It was large, large enough to fit the remaining blank space on my map by itself. Asuna gave in to her nerves and grasped my entire arm, but I didn't have the presence of mind to enjoy it. A massive shape was steadily approaching from behind the thrashing dance of fire. Muscles taut as ropes rippled up from its towering form. Its skin was a deep blue to match the tint of the flames, and the head that rested atop the thick chest was not a human's, but a goat's. Thick, twisted horns stretched backward from the sides of its head. The eyes glinted with the same blue-white hue, but were clearly trained directly at us. Its lower half was covered in long, navy hair, and although it was hard to see from behind the flame, the legs looked bestial as well. In short, it matched the classic description of a demon. There was a considerable distance from the center of the chamber to the door, and yet we stood immobilized, as though it were nearly upon us. I'd fought countless creatures during my two years in SAO, but I'd never seen a demon. Sure, they appeared in plenty of RPGs, but face to face with the real thing, 
it was impossible to stifle a primal terror from emerging. I timidly focused my eyes and read the name off the cursor that appeared. The Gleam Eyes. This was most definitely the boss of the labyrinth. Every named boss was preceded by a definitive V that marked it as unique. This one was named for its shining eyes. As soon as I put it all together, the blue demon raised its elongated snout and let out a rumbling bellow. The columns of fire rippled and the ground vibrated beneath my feet. It snorted pale blue breath, raised the massive sword in its right hand, and charged at us with stunning speed, the ground rattling. We screamed together, turned, and sprinted at full speed. I knew on principle that boss monsters couldn't leave their chambers, but I couldn't force myself to rely on that now. I let my significant agility stat do the work, speeding down the long hallway like a burst of wind.